0: One. seven things you probably didn't know you need to know i'm jamie and this, this is the smart seven hi jamie this is mark pugach normally found at ITV doing the football and the rugby or doing the podcast on england's win in the ashes in 86 87 but today it's all about my favorite seven sports stories of the year seven. mark welcome what have you got for us first I think my first is probably the story of the year, which is Emma Raducanu winning the US Open.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. During the Euros, I was watching Wimbledon and the name Emma Raducanu first came across my sporting knowledge, as it were, and I was watching her with interest when it all happened to Wimbledon. Then to win it, the US Open in the manner that she did from nowhere, completely under the radar, and to keep her nerve in the final in the manner that she did and win the US Open, I just thought was was extraterrestrial. I thought it was off the scale in its achievement. So Emma Raducanu actually is my number one achievement of the year. You know, there's a running joke in my team because before my first round qualifying match, I lost my AirPods and I was basically running around the changing rooms like three minutes before my uh, call to go on trying to find it, but I lost it. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? If you win this match, you can buy yourself a pair of (laughs) Airpods and that's become the right. What's next, Mark? I love horse racing. I particularly love jump racing. I've presented from the Grand National probably a dozen, 14 times. And every time I did, I would say to the people I was working with: the day that a woman jockey wins this race will elevate that jockey and this race into a different dimension. It's Rachel Blackmore, and she comes back. I... And the only sadness is that there isn't a, a guttural, throaty roar yeah. from the entry crowd here to, to greet her, because this is this is such a huge moment. Rachel Blackmore the year of her life winning the Grand National on Manila Times was just the most phenomenal achievement. And were it not for Emma Raducanu, that would be my number one achievement of the year. But Rachel Blackmore winning the Grand National, the first woman to do so as a jockey. It's an unimaginable feeling. You can't, you can't get even close to dreaming about how it would feel until it actually happens, you know? And I don't think I can even put into words how that does feel, you know? Number five is actually, in a way, quite a serious story, but really important. And it's to do with the Tokyo Paralympics and the Afghan athletes, Zakia Kudadadi and Hossein Rasooli, who had to be evacuated from Kabul because of the the Taliban having taken over. And it looked like they were never ever going to get to the Tokyo games for obvious reasons. But the fact that the international community came together, the international Olympic community, Paralympic community, sporting community, to get them to compete in Tokyo, it really was one of those examples where the participation, the taking part was far more important than what actually happened on the day. I I thought that was a great story. As you can imagine, the meeting was extremely emotional. There were lots of tears from everyone in the room. It really was a remarkable meeting. Having seen images of the athletes being evacuated on a plane on Monday, to see them in person, which is something I don't think we'll ever forget. It underlined the ability of sport to bring humanity together. I have no interest in Formula One. I have no interest in anything to do with an engine, to be honest. I haven't got time for everything. But I was as gripped as anybody by the last lap of the Max Verstappen Lewis Hamilton. I didn't really understand quite a lot of what was going on, or rather why it was going on. And You know, the, the, the rules are still a little bit opaque to me. But I watched the last lap, and I heard this noise, this scream, and this shout, and this shriek on that last lap. And I realized it was coming out of my own mouth. When Verstappen overtook Hamilton, and I thought, well, Mark, it's even got you. That incredible one-lap race off, even if the the of Motorsport say it was all wrong, was just pure the racing adrenaline and excitement. For me, as a newbie, as a I suppose for whatever it was, a minute and a half as a fan, it was incredibly exciting. Oh my, oh my God. God! Oh my God!
1: <laughs> Max Verstappen, you are the world champion! Oh, I'm just speechless, Absolutely speechless.
0: Still to come on this special episode of the Smart 7, Tom Brady gives hope to all his oldies, and Gareth Southgate had the year of his life. Right
1: after this.
0: Hello, this is Mark Pugat. You can get my podcast at the moment at Audi at Inside Tour Pod. And it's the story of England under Mike Gatting winning the Ashes in Australia in 1986 87. American sport tries its hardest in this country, gets a bit of a foothold. Uh, NFL's got the biggest foothold, I think we would all agree. And Tom Brady, aged 44, to win a seventh Super Bowl. It's one thing to be really good at a sport, to get to the top, but then to stay there. You stay there. We look at our footballers in this country, you know, who stay there for 10, 12, 15 years. That's amazing. Tom Brady to be at the top of his sport for two decades to move away from the team with whom he won six Super Bowls in New England, to go to Tampa Bay, and then to win a seventh Super Bowl aged 44 and to beat the young pretender. I just thought that that was great for all of us who will never remember our 20s or 30s ever again.
1: Tom Brady, Super Bowl champion for the seventh time. I'm so proud of all these guys down here, everything we uh, dealt with all year. We had a rough month in November, but VA had all the confidence in us. The team had a lot of confidence. We came together at the right time. I think we knew this was going to happen tonight, didn't we?
0: A busy year for sport, Mark. What's, What's next on the list? Next for me, actually, I love because it was so unexpected. I've I've covered half a dozen Olympics and watched Tom Daley winning medals in London and in Rio and thought he's a great Olympian. If he doesn't win a gold medal, so be it. And then what does he go and do in Rio? Wins the 10 metre synchro dive and you can feel the excitement of the whole country that, you know, it felt like the boy next door that we'd all grown up with had won. Not only did he win, he then went and showed what a brilliant knitter he was when he knitted that little pouch for his medal. And I just thought it was fantastic. I was so happy for him, did the knitting, made me laugh, everything you want. Sporting excellence and sense of humour all in one. We are Olympic champions and I can't quite believe it. It's been such a crazy roller coaster ride of, I mean, I've been diving for 20 years, four Olympic games and many events and many attempts at trying to win an Olympic gold medal. And this guy rocks up on his first Olympic games, first time ever competing at the Olympics and wins gold. Genuinely can't believe it. And it's been so incredible. And for your final story, Mark, I believe it's one you were personally involved in. I was very honoured in 2021 to anchor ITV's coverage of the Euros, and we had the we had the final, obviously, but we had the semi-final exclusively, and. I don't think I've been so stressed about a football match in a long, long time. When you do my job, you can't get all partisan and start waving your rattle. You've got a job to do. But during extra time, I wanted England so badly to win for the players, the crowd, the way the country was going through so much rubbish, everybody at home. So the exhilaration on the final whistle when England were in their first major final since 1966 really was something to say. They've
1: done it. is England's night he will
0: and you should really enjoy it England 2 Denmark 1 this has been Mark Pugac with my favourite seven sports stories of the year don't forget you can listen to my podcast from Audi AUDDY at Inside Tour Pod it's the story of England's win down under in Australia in 1986-87 the Smart 7 will be back at 7am tomorrow morning with another brilliant guest happy Christmas produced and published
1: by Daft Doris. Acast powers
0: the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
1: Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier and along with Kate Spencer, I host Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. Join us every Wednesday with guests like author Phoebe Robinson, chef Samin Nosrat, actress Busy Phillips, and even former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright. On Mondays and Fridays, we have mini episodes where we answer listeners' questions on everyday problems like how useful a butt mask really is, how to deal with a petty friend, or how to relax after a long day. So join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Forever 35, where we're not experts, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
0: Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com
1: Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.